Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Cue Pitbull, cue the trumpets, cue the football band drums playing, and we burst through the thing that people burst through yes. in pep rallies. Yes. And it's just, and it's Yasmin in a bikini, okay. in those heels that have like um, Barbie doll heads in them, and Alicia's in full latex with locks like to the floor. Like like thirty inch floor, and um, there I am, just naked, <laughs> with a, a tiny tassel only on my left breast, um, and where dare we fucking say? Hi everyone! Hello. Hi. That visual uh, is uh, actually insane. I'm I'm still living in it. It's a lot. For those who don't know me, I'm Josie Toda. Unless you're a bouncer at Pump, then uh, I don't exist. <laughs> Um, hi everyone. I'm Yasmin Hamadi. I'm um, I'm the girl who got voted most fun on a deserted island in high school. Do with that with what you will. <laughs> hi, I'm Alicia Pascual Peña, um, and I was voted kindest in That's my senior so year. That's so true. That is so true. I wish I was kidding. That's so embarrassing. Like everyone is voted no, cool that is, shit. What, that no, is iconic. true. <laughs> I think I, I think I can't decide if mine. I think it was most likely to be on SNL or um, most likely it was it was that and most likely to be famous and me and Cam both got it. And I'm Josie Toda and I was voted most likely to be friends with Kim Kardashian in high school. Whoa, that's just a flat out lie. Hi everyone, hi guys. guys. You know this season. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 I was at Disney yesterday, so I'm Yeah, you were. Very... You're a fucking Disney adult, Jojo Siwa. Yeah. Wow. Wow. With the ears. No Jojo slander, no Disney slander. I had a great time. How were the ears that you fucking wore? Oh, so are you racist? Because my ears were Encanto ears, and they made me very emotional. That is not racist. You were wearing Mickey Mouse ears. I was wearing Latino Mickey ears. Why don't you How like them, Mom? How would I know that? How would I know well, that Well, maybe you should have paid attention. Okay, Alicia. I just think that you're a Disney adult. And it's I'm just... not a Disney adult, you hater, because I actually have not been to Disney that many times, but it was so lovely going yesterday. It was all spooky. All the beautiful children. So much joy. I also like was so sentimental. I saw the Coco show. Aww. Do you understand that literally five years ago, kids didn't have any Disney Latin? representation yeah and now we have ofrendas at disney that's mm -hmm. insane can i just say anyways can i finish pause for just one second i'm so sorry josie Why looks she like she's dungeon? like a, like she's an author that she's going on zoom for an english class <laughs> what that she's a like, king for. shit is this this is very much she's like an like, author in slot, london living slot. my name is my name is uh uh, Tina, I'm, slot, I'm from East London. I, I, I she love only smokes Marlboro Reds. Yeah. That is it with red wine. Okay, my, clo my closing remarks are is you can go to Disneyland and hear Spanish songs and hear all these different culture songs. It was just really beautiful and it made me, even as an adult, feel so sentimental and so proud of my heritage. Because you that. can go and like write to your That's ancestors huge. at Disney, which is like so cool. Yeah. But um, it's Halloween. Chicas, yep. are you guys dressing up? Um, yes. What Hall are you being? Halloween. Um... I am this week going to be oh drum roll, please. Look at this. 
Snooki. Oh my. A national treasure. She is a national treasure. And this woman, this woman can do no wrong. She's done a lot of wrongs. But this woman, <laughs> Jersey Shore is the blueprint of our democracy. I really believe Okay, it. your time is done. No, Wait. it's so fucking funny. Um, I just want to say, being funny. For, she's a national hero. She's a national hero, right, She's kind Jersey? of an icon. She is an icon. She to Gianni, Gianni, what are you her. talking about? Jay Wow, no, I want a pickle in my mouth. What? Yeah, she loves you know, pickles. I'm actually really happy that you're dressing up as her because every single year you send me the same photo of Snooki and you never dress as her. T. Yeah, but we. But I do love your Guy Fieri. It's iconic. If we could get that, I dressed up as Guy Fieri in college my senior year. And can I just say, me with the mullet on, the beard, the a spatula and Doc Martens and like a going fast shirt and sunglasses and I still got laid that night and I literally was in Guy Fieri cosplay with who? 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 you don't want to know Josie because like you know him Josie. why is she like this? but you do yo. know him and so then um, remember I dressed up as uh, Tobias Funke from Arrested Development I know I took all your pictures yeah you did I was proud I took all <laughs> you your pictures did. and videos yeah you did Jojo um, are you dressing now? I'm not I'm not a dresser upper like, it's the in the idea of it sounds great, but I'm not someone like I don't bake, I don't like, Please. I don't paint, and I don't put costumes together. You know what I mean? I respect it's that. It's just not you're in not my a DIY brain. girl, and I respect that. See, I wish that I could. I wish that I could paint my face and pick out a cute outfit. If I was gonna be in town for Halloween, I think I would do something with Britney because I am in a Britney era Go on. recently. But in Blackout is just like the most iconic album of all time. Yeah. I'm also weirdly I can't even talk about it. Say I it. can't even talk about the music that I've been listening to recently. I feel I feel like I'm being really inappropriate. Why? What's, um, what kind of music are you listening to? It's not like I never thought that I would say this. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> I've been listening to Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm actually No, no, no. But it, anyone who knows me. Like, like you just would never think that I would be listening to Taylor Wait, there's Swift. actually a tear like, going to come out of my fucking eye right now. It's almost like me and Taylor Swift are, are complete opposite types of people. Josie, which album? Josie, which oh, one? Well, I've been, no, 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 I've been listening to Midnight's, her most recent album. And I think it's fucking great. I think, yes, she can annoy me sometimes. Lyrically, she can annoy me sometimes. And I will stand with that. Only because I'm not really like that kind of... She's an, such an incredible storyteller. But I'm like, I need less exposition. When I'm being told stories, you know, she kind of spells it out. However, and people are going to literally come for me for that. However, I do think she's one of like the greatest artists of all time. Obviously, everybody knows that. Jersey, and this new just, album, actually... this new album really hits. Does it? Me. Because like you saying that right now, I've tried for so long to get you on my Taylor Swift bandwagon. Yeah, I've tried. I, was, I literally thought you were crazy. You said this. And you're I like you're crazy. I remember like you walked in on me and I was showering on the floor listening to right where you left me. And it you was were like, like walking in on someone like pleasuring themselves. And like, I'm just crying on the bathroom floor. And you're like, Yasmin, are you okay? And it's just Taylor. Josie, welcome home. I just want to say, everyone, all the Swifties, I'm, we have something I'm to say. I'm home. I think I've like matured or something because I'm just really enjoying it, and that's just that's just kind of where I'm at, and we're having a really good time together. Wow, Alicia. Also, Alicia, Alicia, don't, Alicia do you hate Taylor Swift? No, no she, does, actually, she doesn't. Why does she seem mad? 
No, listen, 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 listen. You seemed mad when I said that. No, I wasn't mad. I was just like, damn, because I knew how Yaz was going to react. It was going to be a whole shebang. I hate you. Three act play, and it just was. (laughs) You feel me? I already knew what was coming. Are you calling me dramatic? I'm not dramatic, but I will say no. I love Taylor Swift. I actually spent one of my birthdays. I don't even think you know this at a Taylor Swift concert. I love Taylor Swift. I think she's great. I have an issue when people make Taylor Swift their personality. I have an issue with anyone Anyone that makes anything their personality. Like you know, like the wine girls, the coffee. So then you don't have an issue with Taylor. No, I think Taylor's great. I just knew that that was gonna come have you listened to the new album though i have it's great i've always thought taylor's really talented i have i have documentation of alicia and i belting the story of us in my car i enjoy taylor wait what do you think what do you think about the new album i think it's good i like i will say she's not somewhat like it's but it's also just like it's it's preference i think that girl's ridiculously talented but you know like if i'm in the car i'm like it's just not the genre of music that i I would listen to but i think she's great i think taylor's great i agree but this new album hits it's great, but I mean, not all, not every song is my favorite song, but I think it's also because I'm just so stubborn, haze. and Yaz is always trying to get me to listen to Taylor like consistently, and I what just I can't need do to it. Do you have oppositional defiant disorder? I kind of have it too. You're like me. When someone tells us to do something, we'll want to do the opposite. I do the opposite even more. Absolutely, we're, we're natural born fighters for sure. For sure. Okay. If you want me to not do something? Tell me to do Alicia, it. do not listen to Taylor Swift. <laughs> Alicia, you will hate it so much. <laughs> Alicia, don't listen to any good music. Spooky cookie, um, dochi. Period. You guys, right now, I am coming up. And no, mom, not on drugs. (laughs) On a new era in my life. I'm calling it part two of my life, for those that know me personally. Another way of calling it is my villain era. And because it's our Halloween episode, I'd like to welcome all of you to the twat zone. Just kidding. No, the the toilet zone. No. The Twilight and because it's And because it's the Halloween episode, I would love to invite all of you into the villain era. And I'm just excited to get into it after the break. Hey, babes. We are doing a giveaway. Ah! Yes, a giveaway. Get excited. Of an exclusive, dare we say, gift box filled with self-care essentials That'll make you feel like the hot girl that you are, sis. All you have to do is follow us on Instagram at, dare we say, like the pinned post and tag two besties by November 10th. You don't want to miss this. Head to at, dare we say, right now. We'll drop the link in the show notes. He's a mentalist and magician who is manipulating his celebrity guests from the moment they walk in the room. They think he's reading their minds, but he's just very, very clever. It's a podcast like no other. It's about body language, how you influence people, and how you can tell when someone is lying. Joel M. has 16 million followers on TikTok, and now he's a podcaster. Welcome home, baby. You. The listener will be in on the secret from the start as Joel influences his guests into thinking exactly what he wants them to think. There are new episodes every Tuesday. Search for Influenced with Joel M. in your podcast app now and guard your minds because you never know when someone might be listening in. If there's one thing I need, it's help. (laughs) I love better help. I will tell you. Yes. 
This it wasn't Alicia's fault, but an interaction with Alicia and I did trigger me having to download oh BetterHelp. Yeah. You are the perpetrator of her fixing herself. Stop. Oh, thank you so in much. The, so it's really in the year of 2020. However, I will say BetterHelp is incredible. I feel like everybody knows what BetterHelp is by now, but just a reminder, BetterHelp is the place for when you're faced with challenges in life. And it can be tough for your brain to stay in problem-solving mode 24-7. You go to BetterHelp. BetterHelp provides you with a therapist and that can help you become a better problem-solver. It can make it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or small. It's an app that basically matches you with a therapist that works for you at an affordable price. And I know for a fact that BetterHelp has helped me so much. And one of our best friends, Ange, actually found our therapist from BetterHelp. So needless to say, BetterHelp is the thing keeping me alive. I genuinely just want to say therapy can be very daunting and so difficult to like get into at first. Mm. But nothing has made me feel like a better bitch more than sitting down with someone who's not my friend, who's not a family member, who's not my guidance counselor or teacher, who is just a non-biased person who can just help you think things out. You are literally not crazy and you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And it is just instrumental in life in order to elevate to the best version of you. You need to speak to someone who can help bring that out of you. Yes. And there's no better place to do that than better help. And listen, we're as a Gen Zer, it's 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 no it's no there's no shame in taking care of your mental health. There's nothing more attractive, there's nothing more amazing than a person who cares about their mental health. I care about my friends, so in order for me to care about my friends, I have to take care of me. Right? Yeah. Alicia, what do you think, Miss Therapy? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm saying Miss Therapy because I'm looking at her because we're we're all girls who need therapy. <laughs> a lot of people may not know this, but but my friend recommended me to BetterHelp um, a couple months ago. And I was fearful to start out with someone new. And I did it for a little minute. And it was helpful. I actually met, like, the first therapist that I used in California through BetterHelp. So it just makes things a much easier process. I felt a lot more at ease knowing that I could specifically ask um, someone for help that looked like me, that was around my age that was a woman and those are all specific things that you can detail in your profile on better help it just makes it easy to learn about yourself and take care of your mental health and in the words of better helps head of clinical support we can all benefit from improved insight about ourselves and who we are and how we behave with other people mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, BetterHelp, it's convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and entirely online. With life after the pandemic, and this pandemic still happening, life is all virtual now. So you can connect with your therapist via phone, video, or chat. It's so convenient. Online therapy is just as effective as traditional in-person therapy, and it's more affordable, too. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. So visit BetterHelp.com slash dare today to get 10% off of your first month. Yeah, that's better. H-E-L-P dot com slash D-A-R-E, dare. You guys, I feel like when we talk about villains, 
There's categories to villains, right? right? Like villains. Of, okay, there's, there's like evil, evil, like no turning back the Trumps of the world. Yes. Yeah. And then there's like the villains that do problematic things sometimes, but we still defend them mm-hmm. and stand up for them. Yep. I'm just curious to know, aside from me, <laughs> who are your favorite villains in the world? Because I feel like I've really been thinking about it lately and I'm like, people are fucked up and people have layers. Yeah. And it's like, at what point do we defend them? Or do we rod with the mob? Come do you know what I mean? Check, Check in, in with, with me. me. We do this so often because we're obsessed with music, which I love. But so, so who are your guys' favorite villains in culture? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you just means like Ivanka Trump. Imagine I mean, I'm like, you know what? Hot, now that you say awful. that, Ivanka, no. Okay, for villain era, okay, so in pop culture, I feel like there's always the villain. Like, But you can't help but ride. Like, I can't help but think of like Azealia Banks. Oh, Because I can't. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, Gigi Haddad is a cabbage patch. She is not the door. The door. Bella the Hadid is the door. And I'm like, that is so disrespectful, but I can't. But why did I watch that 70 times? Well, my thing is, like, I'm why like, is she homophobic, but also the biggest gay ally of all time? Yeah. Like, why is she a gay icon, but also super homophobic? Like, she doesn't make sense. She does half the shit she says. I'm like, Azealia, what? Not saying, not to justify her at all, but like, we have to be cognizant of the fact, like, a black woman acts even remotely, like, you know, really passionate or out of the box. She immediately is going to be villainized. Azealia is not that because she has lately said homophobic shit. So she is not that. I felt that way about Wendy Williams for so long. Like, Wendy Williams was like, oh, she's such, she was so fucked up. And also, like, you kind of can't talk shit about her anymore because homegirl's going through it. And it's like obvious. I see, you see her literally on the screen. Her eyes are like glued open. It's like, can someone get her a pair of Celine's just to like cover it? Um, (laughs) No, no, I say that with compassion. But do you guys remember who was she talking about? Where yes. she was like Whitney Houston when she was well, okay, that, that, that well, you know the how Houston I thing feel. was awful. She was extremely disrespectful and was tearing down another black woman, which is we we can't ever support that. But what where who was she talking about when she was like dead? I want all of them dead. Every single one of them dead. And she said it and then she was shocked by what she said. It was on live television and her jaw dropped at her own words. Um <laughs> I want all of them dead. Okay, so this is Wendy Williams speaking up for Britney Spears' conservatorship, which that part was helpful because honestly, you know, Britney was really controlled by her, you know, evil dad and like her shady mom. And this is Wendy's statement on it. Rehab that her father forced her into was a rehab where they knew the paparazzi was there every day. How dare you, Mr. Spears? You had me fooled. And you too, Mrs. Spears. Death to all of them. Oh. <laughs> okay, so Wendy Williams Wait, is a villain. Okay, she's, she's a villain. She's absolutely a villain. But I'm okay. shook that she's your answer. But no, she's one of them. What okay, about you? So I think a lot in like film and TV and media, we see a lot of the villains. But like, for example, I think of like Sharpay Evans in High School Musical. She just she was a bitch who just wanted to bop to the oh top. Oh my god, I really so much. But, like, what are typical qualities of villains in film and culture that you've noticed? Mm. I feel like narcissism, like, greed. But I, like, my favorite, like, villains to watch are, like, the ones that are complex. Go on. Mm. Like, they're humanized in a way. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, life isn't black and white. It's nuanced. Obviously, wrong is wrong, right? Yeah. Like, but I think the most interesting characters to watch, and I think Josie and I have even talked about this in regards to, like, portraying characters, are those ones that, like, 
have a sense of humanity. You understand where they're coming from, but they're obviously awful. I feel like in film and in culture, we specifically the villain and like when I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking of like the 2000s movie. Like <laughs> you think of like the girl in high school who like she just wants what she wants. And she she's gives cunt. She's giving cunt and she's <laughs> automatically the villain. And I feel like even in like today's movies, you can't help but love these villains because you see a part, at least for me, I see a little bit of myself in them because they are human. Yeah. And like it's, and I feel like, especially in movies and TV, we make like the the protagonist like this angelic person with no problems whatsoever, has yeah. a hard family life, but like loves the boy, all that bullshit. But it's like, I'm like, always rooting for the villain for some reason mm. because I'm like, th- th- you, you're more complex. The you trip have that I like. I kind of want to like beat the shit out of like not that I would physically abuse any person, but just the trope. <laughs> but the trope, like the white girl with blonde hair who's like, my dad has never been around because he's always on work trips, and my mom just doesn't understand me. So all she does is leave alcohol and condoms please, on my please, door, please. and when they're out of town, I can just throw party. It's like that bitch I want to hurt. <laughs> so I personally think, um, and correct me if you guys think I'm wrong. I think a lot of villains. Yes, they may have characteristics that aren't the brightest, but get the short end of the stick because they're not really a villain. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yes, like I feel like Josie and I have talked about this, where it's just like there are women that are powerful, and then they're immediately deemed bad or outspoken and confident, and now they're the bitch. Yeah, like one of my favorite shows of all time is Veep, and yeah, she like does these things that on paper aren't always the greatest, but I think like she's this powerful woman that I love, and I actually find more intriguing and complex to watch versus what we're fed always be perfect is the ingenue Mm. yeah like so how do you feel like we've been lied to when it comes to like villains because i feel like we like growing up all the villains i saw like whether they were like just powerful women and then they became the bitch or like whether they had you know queer coding like that's been a conversation i literally was just at disney and we were talking about that because now it's spooky season so how do you feel like there were lies fed to us through villains i i I think of automatically um women in power um for example during the 2016 elections of hillary clinton and i'm not saying i'm like i'll rally hillary clinton obviously i voted for her but like she was made a villain for being a woman in power. Meghan Markle, how the UK mm. demolished that woman for being different and for speaking Outspoken, her truth. Yeah. And the thing is, she wasn't even speaking out constantly. She was silent, or silenced, rather, um, <laughs> from the people. And I feel like if you are a person who is who has been oppressed and you voice your fucking concerns, you voice your opinions, you have passion, you have thought, you're automatically deemed a villain. It's interesting that like the themes that we find throughout villains are like outspoken people who happen to be women and mostly are people of color. Mm. Yeah. That's kind of a through line. But what what about the fact that kind of being a villain is now aspirational? Like Mm. I feel like we have these tendencies to just be like, I don't give a fuck. More so me and Alicia, because I feel like you seen you do embrace giving a fuck sometimes. Whereas like I Which feel is like a good thing. I'm less so I'm more embracing of it than Alicia is, but like pretending like you don't have feelings or like you don't care. Like I feel mm. like being your villain era is like kind of just like not giving a shit about what people think. And I think that part about being a villain is honestly a good thing. And also speaking up despite public Yeah. Things. No, I completely agree with you. I think in your villain era, like Alicia and I talked about this. It's like, specifically on TikTok, I'll see like a bunch of these girls being like, in my villain era. And it's like, 
Girl, you have Be- boundaries. Because you voiced your opinion on a guy and you said no to him, you're in your villain era. No, you just yeah. you just spoke your yeah. fucking truth. You're practicing You're self-love. speaking self-love and you're like, it's I'm like, in my villain era. He tried era. to kiss me and I pulled away. In my villain era. <laughs> or like, no, dead ass. Like, sometimes the bar is in hell. Sometimes the bar is, <sighs> not sometimes, the bar is very much in the depths of hell. And like, yeah. I feel like everyone's in their villain era because you want to do what you want to do. But doing what you want to do doesn't make you a villain. Yeah. And you're not a bad person if you're like, Prioritizing your needs. Exactly. Exactly. And setting boundaries, <laughs> which is such a good thing. Yeah. It's, it's, I was actually called a villain um, once. Okay. So in our family group chat with like the whole family, <laughs> like the entire family. Why? It's not, it, no, it's honestly funny. Stop. So I have an uncle who, um, he's uh, as right as you can imagine and he's an immigrant and he's an Arab and he's a fully brown man and he's a gynecologist and he's a veteran and he is so much yeah, going on there I feel like it's a jigsaw puzzle no it's like, every word you so say ma- got worse and worse starting with Arab. no constantly <laughs> and and so and also like he's gonna hear this <laughs> I don't really care mm-hmm. and on his Facebook I'm recently blocked but I he used to comment these like for example once he talked about Trump and how like we need to build that wall because we don't need any more immigrants here. We need no refugees. They're bringing drugs. They're smuggling. People from the Middle East are coming. And so my idiot ass, um, or my villain ass rather, comments dot dot dot. Didn't you come on a boat to Ellis Island? Question mark question mark. Like weren't you an Just immigrant? Just a quick little reminder. And then I got. And then I. And then he was like, Yasmin, didn't your dad raise you better? Didn't your dad uh, treat you not to talk to elders like that? I got death threats from his followers. He wanted to run for Congress. And people in my family were like, yes, Wait, your uncle's you... famous? In the conservative party. Oh, yes, when you said yes. I got death threats from his followers, I'm like, your cousins were yes, sending he did. death threats? <laughs> no, not, not even my cousin. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? But a lot of my family members were like, Yasmin, why are you... You're starting things. Why can't you just keep your mouth shut and just mind your own business? We all think he's crazy, but why do you have to open your mouth? And like someone said, like you're giving very much like the anti of the family, like the anti. Mm. And that felt like a villain. And all, and I was like, no, all because we are blood and all because doesn't mean that I'm going to allow you to say things that I dis- that that are offensive and oppressive. And that makes me the villain and so fucking be it. Yeah. It's not always bad to be the villain. Also, it kind of, like, I'm now, like, spiraling. Because I'm like, it's insane to think that every single person in the world is somebody's villain. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. And that's hard for me to even believe. Because I'm like... Do you think you're someone's villain? I don't know. Like, I'm literally, I'm being honest. Like, I'm now having an existential crisis. Because I'm like, I don't think so. Like, I I strive to always live in love. Like, I kind of go to, like, unhealthy extents to try to, like, be kind to people. But I have to be. That's just the inevitability the inevitability of I life. I just feel like you were ever made out to be the villain when you were Ooh. younger. Because I feel like people like to villainize confident people, people that yeah. speak up when something is wrong. I mean, I remember just thinking back to, I think it was first or second grade, Alicia, when you had that teacher who was being like racially mm. insensitive and like you oh had to- Oh my gosh, to, how do you remember that? Because I've been around. <laughs> She's because been around since I, first second I was grade. There. You were in that class. Like, you no, know, you right. were made it, it out was, to be a villain. It was fifth grade, yeah. The Still to this day. Um, you know, thank you for that insight. Because I was like, I actually don't think I was made to be the, the villain. Because, fun fact, I was bullied most of my life. And yeah. 
I don't even articulate it that way. I just think like I always say adversity or obstacles. But no, I was like outrightly bullied very aggressively in my mm. life. But um, you're right. I think I was villainized and in a lot of spaces, but it wasn't because of your typical like, oh, she's being mean, she's being confident. It's because I was saying things that people didn't want to talk about. So that made me the villain. And the story that Josie's talking about is in fifth grade, I was like voted the the president of my little um, elementary school. And Mr. Brown, um, our science teacher, I'll never forget because it was the only time in my entire life I've been ever called to the principal's office. I felt like he was being racially insensitive to one of my classmates, Josh Jennings. So I started a petition. And I had like... You're so fucking cute, Alicia. (laughs) I had most of the grades sign it. Oh my God. And because I felt like he was being racially insensitive and awful to this one black boy in our entire class. So then I got called to the principal's office for it and they tried to reprimand me. And my mom was... She she was a superhero that day. She came in and she was like, did she disrespect anyone? Did she speak out of any, to anyone out of turn? And they were like, no, she's just disrupting class. And my mom was like, with all due respect, that's what I've taught my daughter to do if she feels like she's seeing Hell someone. yeah. If she's, being, if she's seeing someone um, be hurt. So I'm going to take her out. And she literally like, took me to McDonald's and we had chicken nuggets. And then we like didn't talk about it again. She also, I also was one of the only black women in this entire school. Being this was in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I was villainized yeah. for that growing up because I spoke out a lot and I said things that I wasn't supposed to. And I was talking about racism when I was like nine years old um, and about injustice. But thank God I grew up on a mother who was organizing sit-ins and talking about um, gun control and stuff yeah. from a very early age. So she championed me in that way. So then that goes back to what Josie said was like how like both of you are kind of always in your villain era of like you don't really give a fuck. Josie, do you think you're a villain in someone's life? I think that I am recent. I I think that because of – I've talked about this a lot in this pod. That because as a child I was such a little silly, goofy little like – don't follow the rules, kind of like was always in trouble, was always starting fights with my family. I am convinced that I'm still not a great human being sometimes, which mm. is something that I'm working in therapy, hashtag better help. And because of that, I don't realize that actually I could be a lot more, I could set a lot more boundaries. And I actually am kind of a people pleaser. I've learned in therapy, mm. which I feel like is hard for me to believe. In my head, like no one can believe that when I say that. So I find really, I find myself to be ridiculous saying that. But yeah, I think recently I've been just working on getting into my villain era more in that I just really am working on setting boundaries and like not allowing people to take advantage of the space in my life. And also to realize that like, I don't need to be afraid of having boundaries because I think boundaries can be scary sometimes because it makes life harder. Like you don't rush into things. It's quick. You don't, um, you pump the brakes when things are getting exciting. And it's like actually having boundaries like pays off so much more in the long run. Like I don't need to be scared. Like I don't need to have the the safety net of not putting my foot down. Like now I can finally just like be free in that. And I think if that's my villain era, then fuck yeah, I'm in it because I just, I don't really have the energy to prioritize anyone's energy that isn't healthy for me. Um, mm. And I think that that is, the most villainy that I'm I'm getting to. I mean, as a six year old, I like told like old women like you should get a wax at like restaurants. Um, so like I was deaf a villain then, <laughs> but like now I'm more a villain in like a, tyrant. a cunty Barbie like protecting my soul type of way. Cunty Barbie protecting my soul type of way. Let's get that on a fucking t shirt. <laughs> I think I think it's so easy to 
to specifically women and queer individuals and POC to slap them with the label villain. Absolutely. Right there. Or angry. Or angry or aggressive. And it's no, babe, because I'm going to speak my truth and I can say whatever I want. I feel like when I when I'm constantly I almost feel guilty sometimes when I'm in my like that I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah. And like I feel guilty that I'm like, oh, I'm in my villain era because I want to do like, yeah. for example, like. I don't know, like following my passion, doing what I wanted to do, like growing up, like creating art, being an actor, making a podcast, doing all these things, not following what like traditionally my family wanted was like a lawyer or doctor. And like I felt like the villain for following my passion. Mm hmm. Obviously, no one's made me feel that way except for, like, society, but also my own insecurities. But, like, damn, what a fucking... Like, honestly, I think being slapped with the label villain is very empowering. Absolutely. I, I, think, I think that there's so much liberation in knowing, like, people ain't gonna like you regardless. Might as well do whatever what you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people will always have something to say, no matter what you do. So might as well, like, be on a journey of finding your truest self and like being rooted in what you actually love um but yeah so that brings me to the idea of the empowerment of being the villain mm -hmm. do you find that empowering what do you both think i think it's empowering and i think when you realize that maybe the villains that we all looked at when we were younger aren't innately bad people but actually mm like have reasons for why they got there and maybe we can learn from them in certain ways that like we should be speaking up for ourselves. We should be outspoken. And as long as you're not hurting anyone, then so be it. Live, laugh, love in your villain era. Yeah. 100%. And I think without the villain, there isn't a hero. Mm -hmm. And without a hero, there isn't a villain. And they're one and the same. And so in order to be the hero of your own life, you have to be a villain sometimes. Period. Period. Come on in, take your seats, wipe your butts. You are in the equation room. You guys know how it works. Yaz and Alicia will be on either side of a controversial topic. They'll debate for 30 seconds each and I will decide which side wins. Today's topic is sexy versus funny Halloween costumes. Sexy goes first. Okay, sexy costumes are great. Like if you are someone like myself that you may be shyer on other days, uh -huh. this is your day to feel empowered, to live in your divine true self. If you want to show all the skin on your body, this is for you, mama, papa, person. And I just love it. I love Halloween. I love that you can dress up mm -hmm. and be a little maybe more spicier than you think that you're allowed uh -huh. to be on other days. Honestly, you can dress however you'd like on any other day. But I personally love to go all out and live in my personal divine femininity on Halloween. And I do that with my friends and we're all hot girls together. And it's a really great time and we take flicks and it's very empowering. So I implore you to do the same. That was sounded beautiful and also happened to be the least sexiest way to advocate for sexy Halloween costumes. Thank you so much. Uh, funny costumes, you're next. <clears throat> Look me in the eye. Come here. Look me in the eye. You want to make history. When you walk into a party, when you go trick-or-treating, you want to be the funniest fucking person. You want to be the person trick or that... Trick-or-treating, it's Halloween. Get with the fucking program. Everyone wants to be funny. I was Guy Fieri, I got laid that night. I was Tobias Funke, got laid that night. You, when I was slutty or sexy in any other Halloween, no one even paid attention to me. Why? Because everyone does it. Everyone does that. Be funny, make history. I love both of your guys' explanations. I really found it, um, how do I say? 
poetic. However, if there's one thing I believe, every other day of the entire year is the day to be the biggest slut as possible. For those that know me, I, as a freshman in college, as an adult young woman, wore a sports bra and shorts to um, school every single day and was actually kicked out of a gym for public indecency at a gym, which is like, isn't that the place to be naked? Whatever. And so for that reason, I'm going to say that funny costumes went on Halloween. I think you all can zip up your fucking short skirts and drag down your cleavage tops to just be funny for one night. And by the way, I meant the opposite of what I just said. And yes, I'm okay. And Halloween is the one day of the year where you can just look like a bit of a doink. So funny Halloween costumes, you end. That's adjourned. Have a good day. Salud. Well, you guys, that was our show. I hope you all are taking this time to figure out who you are to yourself. Are you the hero of your own story? Or are you your own hero's villain? Which, honey, we'll need a joint for that. But until next time, please, everyone, have a safe Halloween. Check your apples for razor blades. Check your guy for condoms. And check your mom when she says something problematic at the dinner table. Yay! Happy Halloween. Stay safe. Have fun. Stay spooky, bitches. Dare We Say is a Crooked Media production. Caroline Reston is our showrunner, producer, and mommy. And Ari Schwartz is our producer and show daddy. Fiona Pastana is our associate producer. And Sandy Gerard is the almighty executive producer. It's hosted and produced by me, Josie Toda. And me, Yasmin Hamadi. And me, Alicia Pascual Peña. Our engineer and editor is Jordan Cantor, and Brian Vasquez is our theme music composer. Our video producers are Matt DeGroote, Narm Melconian, and Dylan Villanueva, and Mia Kelman. Lastly, thank you to Jordan Silver, Gabriella Leverett, Jesse McLean, Caroline Haywood, Shayna Hortzman, Daisy Cruz, Danielle Jensen, and Awa Okalati for marketing the show and making us look so damn good. <laughs> 